0: Welcome to Beth and Jordan Rewatch. I'm Jordan, and I'm a nerd. And I'm
1: Beth, and I am also a nerd.
0: For our show, we will rewatch TV shows and movies that Beth and I have enjoyed and try to look at them with a fresh perspective. For this season, we will be rewatching
1: Avatar The Last Airbender for the third time for me and for the three millionth time for Jordan. The show has just been released to Netflix here in the US, giving us the opportunity to rewatch it together.
0: So let's start with episodes nine and 10. As usual, we start with our recap of the episode, and we try to do these within one minute. Uh, and so, Beth, you and I have decided uh, I will do episode nine, the water bending scroll to get started. Um, so do you have your eye on a timer?
1: I can. Give me a second here. I'm so used to going first, I just didn't even think to pull it up. Right. All right, we're
0: good. Okay, give me a countdown and then I'll go.
1: All right, three, two, one, go.
0: Right, our group is traveling through the forest. Um, they don't fly. They don't fly on Appa because apparently it's a distraction. They while they are not flying on Appa, they run into Firebenders. The Firebenders though, are ambushed by Jet and his gang. Jet, a very nice looking man, that Katara instantly falls in love with. Um, while Jet and the gang are showing the showing Aang and the gang how awesome they are, uh, Sokka discovers that Jet and his crew are actually kind of cruel when they attack an old Firebender guy. Uh, Jet tries to blow up a dam. Uh, Sokka. Excuse me, Katara and Aang are unable to stop him uh, Sokka manages to convince the, the people to leave the town Jet is stopped and the day is saved
1: 39 seconds
0: Holy but crap okay.
1: That was episode 10 <laughs> Oh shoot I did that wrong <laughs> It's okay, it works out oh, I can I do episode so 9 <laughs>
0: uh, I was so fixated on I was like This time, this time I'm going to get it down to just one minute that I totally (laughs) missed the episode I was supposed to do. Uh,
1: It's all good. You know, I can
0: I can do episode nine
1: just as easily. So it's it's fine. We'll just do it backwards this week.
0: Okay, thanks, Beth. No worries. Well, Well, I feel like an idiot. So I have an eye. I have an eye on the clock, Beth um i'll give you a countdown are you ready to go i'm ready to go all right three two one all right so Aang, Sokka, and katara are flying along and they're like hey
1: Aang, needs to start learning waterbending let's go practice ang is naturally gifted katara's like this took me four years to learn And he's like cool i've got it what's next and which makes her frustrated um they accidentally waterbound water waterbend the supplies down the river so they go into town um to buy more meanwhile on the ship uh iroh's like hey i lost my pie show at title we're going to town cool zuko and zuko's like no nah, i'm angry but we'll do it okay <laughs> um <laughs> while in town they uh only have two copper pieces left after buying supplies they go onto a ship i'm taking too much time um <laughs> they find a waterbending scroll and they can't buy it so katara steals it. they get chased by pirates um and katara keeps trying to learn out of it and she's angry at ang for being good at waterbending um Zuko finds them with the help of the pirates, and there's a big scuffle, and eventually Katara, Aang, and Sokka escape with the waterbending scroll. Zuko is left with nothing, and the pirates steal Zuko's little landing craft.
0: Right at a minute, you
1: like- Oh man, (laughs) I had to like speed through most of it. I'm like, too
0: many details? I'm giving too many details? (laughs) I was getting worried there. I was just like- I was feeling bad again. I was like, it's because it's because I <laughs> excuse me, it's because I-, I I put her on the wrong one. But like, you know, like the first the first forty seconds, I was like, oh no. And then like yeah, that last twenty seconds was just like, bam, 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 bam. These things happen. The end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I started uh, so giving too many details right off the bat, just like I always do. But
0: that's okay. Well, we out. we technically did it, guys. We technically <laughs> achieved, even with some screw-ups we technically achieved two less than a minute rec- less than or equal to minute recaps of episodes nine and ten i, f- I feel like if-, if i was a master of sound effects this is where i would put in an applause sound effect go thank thank you yes go <laughs> go Us. And it's time now to get into the deep dive and analyze each episode. And unlike the recaps, I promise we will do these in order, um, starting with episode nine, the waterbending scroll. And so Beth, just like we usually start, I just want to ask you, was there anything in particular that stuck out to you as we watched episode nine, the waterbending scroll?
1: Um, this, this is one of those episodes I don't honestly have a lot for. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, you see see Katara get really frustrated by how naturally good Aang is, which is understandable, if a little annoying for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on this episode?
0: You know, I actually kind of appreciated the fact that Katara finally maybe exposed a little bit of a selfishness, competitiveness flaw. Um, that was one thing I kind of wanted to fixate on was like, because Katara has in many ways been like idealistic. And I think up until this point, you know, her all of her traits have been admirable. Like you know, maybe they get her into trouble, but they get her into trouble because she is pursuing good, well-intended things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is maybe like you know the first episode where we see, where we see Katara do something quite frankly that's very stupid, mm-hmm. uh, and where, uh, and, and but it, but it's also in a logical way, like her taking offense to the fact that Aang is so good at water bending especially since waterbending is something that katara you know it's obviously very personal to her as it should be it's you know very much part of her identity of who she is um to you know to become a a master waterbender which will be important as we go along um i don't know it's kind of it's kind of refreshing a little bit to see Again, you and you and I like we are we are both on the characterization train. Like we mm-hmm. we beat the crap out of characterization, and that's that's like the first thing we both look for. So on the topic of characterization, it's good to see Katara's flaw, like for the for us to acknowledge that she has one, and it's, and again, it's not just because of like her intention. Like it's not something bad that happens despite good intentions. It's legitimately like something that's not good. True. Uh, and uh, that. She, that we kind of work through that although I still feel like in the end she kind of gets left off let off the hook a little bit I'm not sure she ever really truly addresses the fact that she's insecure about somebody else being better than her at something she passionately cares about
1: yeah I I can see where you're coming from with that and I can I I don't know I can see how why Katara was frustrated in the first place. Like she had to teach herself. It took her months and months to master even these basic things and to have Mm -hmm. somebody come along and do it for the first time without really trying would be really frustrating. Right. Um, Does that justify her actions in the show? No, but I think like you said, that's interesting in that it shows that she is not a perfect, like Mary Sue type character. She does have flaws. They do get her into trouble. Although again, not exactly completely into trouble at the end, as she does get away with it, but he yeah. gets her into trouble by hurting hurting her friends, putting them all in a position of danger and things like that too.
0: Yeah, and and, and it's interesting to see Katara do something like when she stole the water bending scroll. That's very unKatara like. Mm-hmm. Um, Katara is somebody that we have said you know is very much the idealistic center of the show, uh, and you would like most of the time. Morals would outweigh the um, the ends. Do not justify the means to her, uh, except for this specific instance, uh, and so that's that's probably what's kind of interesting about this is why she's act she's acting kind of out of character, because she's saying you know she's giving all of these excuses for why it's okay to, for her to steal, and it's like oh well it's okay because the pirate stole it in the first place um or uh it's okay because ang needs to master water bending not the fact that she wants to master water bending mm-hmm.
1: she does she does really use a lot to justify it to herself but at the same time i do i do feel like it fits within her moral framework um just because again the pirates originally stole it from they they said like somebody up north so you have to assume it's like a, a northern water tribe uh citizen or something like sure. that um, and so for her it's reclaiming part of her heritage slash again all the other things she uses to justify it ang needs to learn water bending. they stole it anyways they're bad people yada 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 but yeah it's right. the first it's the first illegal thing i think we've seen her do so
0: right yeah and then i guess some other things because there there were a couple other these are maybe just little snippets that i i saw in these episodes so one is this episode and I think the next episode I think are actually some more shining moments for Sokka. I think, especially in the next episode, mm-hmm. uh, I think we will have, when we talk about that one, we'll have more praise. I, I know I will have more praise for Sokka because, oh for sure, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've discussed before how I have a lot of sympathy for, for the guy. And I, I, f- I feel for him and he's, he's the one, he's the character I probably most relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say like in this one, you know, I wrote down in my notes for this episode, poor Sokka, victim of training, you know, as he, you know, he's, you know, they get to go have fun, like splashing in the water. He has to go scrub Appa's toes. Um, <laughs> you, you know, they're all like practicing massive splashes. He gets splashed for um, being near them and all of their supplies go down the river, you know, all, all of these things. And so it's like, poor guy, like poor Sokka. Mm-hmm. He's real. he really is trying. Um, yeah, I just kind of feel bad for him. And by the way, I, again, I so I just have a couple of, like, these are more just kind of trivia things. So if you just, like, have any other thing you want to jump in on, like, by all means, just, like, interrupt me. Okay. Um, I just, but I, just a couple other things that I just caught. Um, one, which isn't terribly important, but Iroh would be a terrible, wealthy person.
1: Um, <laughs> well, he is a wealthy person, though, right? I know like, he's true. the crown prince of the Fire Nation.
0: <laughs> right, well, before some scheming. sorry slight spoiler there but yeah um yeah yeah um but yeah like good i i like i loved this and this is again the humor of this whole series has just gotten better um its characters are a little more defined we can make fun you know we can make fun of things they normally do i just love when they you know when they have to make the side stop into this port city like didn't find the lotus tile we were looking for but but did find like these just Barrels full of random crap. Um, like I love Suka. Zuko's. Like, well, you bought a suki horn. What do you need a suki horn for? And he's like for music nights. Now, if we could just find some woodwinds, it's like, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, of course, obviously. Why, why, why wouldn't you think about music nights aboard the SS Honor? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one that is quite frankly more relevant is. The tile that is missing from his pie yes. is a lotus tile, which is, that's, that's one of those things where, so if you're listening to this for the first time, just treasure that little nugget because it's important later. And I will try very hard not to spoil that because that is important. Um, but that is a little nugget where the first time watching it, of course, you just disregard it because you're just like, it's a lotus tile to this weird Chinese chess looking game. It's only when you come back later and you're like, a lotus style for your unique style to create to do play pie show you say like it's it just takes on a whole new meaning mm-hmm. um, when you rewatch it then we can go ahead and focus on um the next episode which is the one titled jet and mm-hmm. this is another one that is it's interesting i'm going to preface it by saying that like so we all it's a it's public knowledge by now that i've watched this for like uh, God only knows how many times, and, you, and this is the third time you've watched it. And I will admit that when I we, when I rewatch the series, I actually usually intentionally skip this episode. Really? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, like, And when I watched it again this time, which means that there are some things that are maybe a little more fresh, uh, because, you know, I have skipped it so much, mm-hmm. because I don't I haven't liked how I don't like the character of Jet, um, like, which is good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the character of Jet, and I'm not supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, like, the goal is accomplished, but if, if, for that reason, I skipped the episode just because I, I I get frustrated at his character. Um, but, such a good
1: character, though.
0: But he is such a good character. <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah, just go ahead and dive deep on that.
1: Yeah. So again, kind of what I've talked about before with like, I love how this show doesn't treat its audience like kids, even though it's a kid's show. Yeah. um previously with like not all of the good guys are good not all of the bad guys are bad like our villains are allowed to be smart our heroes are allowed to fail this one was very interesting in the whole uh not all of the good guys are good and exploring the yes. themes of whether the ends ever justify the means yes. which is so like deep and heavy for a kids show <laughs> Yeah.
0: no i and that's yes i again i hate Jet but I'm so glad he is in this show. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote down, and, and this is where, again, just like you said, this is where it steps beyond a normal kid's show, and it's getting into deeper ideas. I, I wrote down in my notes that, that Jet is an outcome of, like, violence begets violence. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a natural outcome of all of this pain and destruction. Uh-huh. He is, like, quite frankly, Jet probably is evil, like he, you understand his motives. He does good things, but he probably is evil. And, and, and in any case, he's an antagonist. Yes. Uh, and, but he's an antagonist. Yeah, he's an antagonist. He's an has,
1: antagonist fighting against the antagonists
0: though. Right. And And created, like his whole life has been shaped by, the events or the of the, the actions of the main antagonists mm-hmm. like that created who he is um which is so like which is so yeah it's so much more deep and it's like so much more relevant to real life where we know cycles of violence and we know cycles of abuse and we know how a lot of times thing or the vicious cycle of revenge
1: mm-hmm. in
0: that in the end everybody gets hurt um and that sometimes just because maybe you are justified in retaliation, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end the problem. Yeah.
1: And at the same time, like, this shows, I guess, the strength of our main characters and their inherent goodness because they right. have all suffered maybe not as much as Jet has. I mean, he lost everyone yeah. he ever knew and his parents. Uh, but i mean ang lost everyone he ever knew socket like hundreds of a y- hundred years ago but still Sokka and katara lost their mom and right. kind of their dad just because he's had to be out of the picture so long because of the fire nation but they can still step up and say like no this is wrong which i right. think is fantastic
0: i completely i completely agree on that point i yeah and 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 i'm so glad you brought it because yeah like i mean J- it's kind of like jet can be like oh you don't understand. My life has been miserable. And it's like, uh, you still have, and, and, I, and I think it brings up the larger point that even in injustice, there is still opportunity to choose mm-hmm. the right path, to mm-hmm. choose correctly. Even if that means, you know, you have to be better than your opponent, or you have to do things, or you have to not do things that your opponent gets to do there's still choice. And I, I completely, agree. like I wrote exactly what you said, uh, where it shows the strength of character of our main characters. Like I had particularly pointed it out for Sokka just because I I think he shines in this episode. I think he gets picked on very unfairly mm-hmm. in this episode. And then I think he shines because it just, just demonstrates for for one of our more heartless characters. And we, and we say that, we don't say that too meanly. Sokka is not a heartless person but no. he is he is more head than heart he's pragmatic exactly as compared to our other characters especially compared to ang or katara sokka is way more head than heart and they are way more heart than head mm-hmm. um despite that sokka has a heart and sokka has a sense of justice that is it, despite the odds not warped um by the things he has experienced as a kid um now, some of those things might be due to his sense of duty. You know, it's obvious that you know with his with his whole thing where how he talks about his dad. Like, it's obvious that he is he has developed this sense of duty, um, and mm-hmm. maybe that's what you know builds his heart. But regardless, you know, Saka and Jet. I wrote down Sokka and Jet are foils to each other, mm-hmm. and I know you could maybe say the same with Ang and Katara. And you correctly point out that they've they've all experienced bad things in their lives. Um, but I think Sokka and Jet are. To me, they're the primary foil in this episode because both of these both of these boys have somewhat of leadership roles. Both of them have had traumatic childhoods. Both of them have been wronged by the Fire Nation, uh, and both want to see it go down. But Sokka chooses a more just path than Jet, whereas Jet is a manipulator. Jet is a mm, yeah. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say it. Jet is Jet is a bastard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah just mm. maybe That's the reason so f- i don't I, i'll just on. say really quickly before I, before you talk maybe the reason i don't like jet is because i feel like i know some jets in the real world mm. people who are just smooth talkers but you know have no morals or scruples mm. yep.
1: yeah And it's so frustrating now rewatching the episode and knowing that Sokka's right the whole time yeah. and just seeing, like, Aang be like, no, he's too cool. Like, he's awesome. I totally trust him. And Katara being like, no, he's hot anime boy. I inherently trust him. (laughs) Like, Sokka's like, guys, something's not right here. Like, we need to get out of here. And you can even see Jet though, like early on, playing on Sokka's own pridefulness yes. with, yes. "Oh, I needed you for an important mission tomorrow." Like he knows, he knows what to say to get people to do what he wants, and that's what makes yes. him a compelling character or a compelling villain, I should say.
0: Yeah. Oh, completely agreed. And that. Uh, yes, a hundred percent agreed. And and I and I and again, I just feel. I feel so bad for Sokka for most of this episode. Like even at the very beginning, like when he makes the Sokka's argument... instincts, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. Like they're all pilot on him about Sokka's instincts, and I'm like, I'm like, he's making a solid argument here. Like it's a giant freaking bison that's flying around, and he's like, "Why does Zuko keep finding us? Because we were flying this giant white buffalo in the sky." Like mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty compelling argument, but like. The mo- but the moment it turns south, it's just like, oh, what a terrible idea. is the reason we can't have nice things. It's just like, get out of here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even, there's even a comment that Katara makes that, I'm not going to lie, as a guy, I kind of got a little offended about. When he's like, it's because he's never had a girlfriend. And that's just like, uh... that's just like <laughs> excuse me? Like, it's not, it, it will never. It will not be too often that you will hear me claim that a, that a guy is getting a sexist comment directed at them.
1: That's one though. That's For one.
0: For sure. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, excuse me? So as a man, I need to have like, I need to have a woman in order to like be able to be sensitive to the needs of others? <laughs> excuse me? <laughs>
1: so. Yeah. yeah. Kinda, it's kind of a cringy part.
0: Yeah. And it's and I almost wonder if when the writers wrote it, if it was, it kind of feels like a throwaway line. Like, I don't know. It was, like, meant to just show that they were mad at each other. It wasn't meant to be, like, like, I don't think it's meant to show deep things no. about Katara. I just, I'm
1: yeah. sure it was supposed to be just another, like, hit him where it hurts kind of a thing that siblings do to each other. Right, but.
0: exactly. I don't, yeah. But, but it did. I do, and I, and I and maybe I just like I said, you know, it's been a while since I've watched this episode, and but when I when I heard that, I was just like, because I because I have heard in my life, I have heard s- not that comment exactly, but I've heard comments somewhat similar to that about mm. um, how boys are not, and it's usually how to the effect of like oh, it, it plays a lot of, it plays a lot into the larger feminist movement how like guys cannot be sensitive, guys can, you know all that sort of stuff.
1: It's very um, like gender stereotypy exactly. and toxic
0: masculinity and exactly. all that fun it, stuff. Exactly, <laughs> it plays it plays into all of that, um and just it, yeah, it gags me a little bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, did you have? I do have a couple other thoughts, but I just want to make sure. Did you have anything else you really wanted to uh, pick out?
1: um Only other thing I wanted to mention, which doesn't have anything to do with like the plot or the characters, is just how pretty this episode was. Oh yeah. Like, we don't see a whole, or I don't think there's a whole lot of episodes where, like, you have that orangey fall color as the main color mm. palette. And yeah. I just thought that was so pretty. And then, like, the one part where Sokka's recounting how he went to the town, and it's done in, like, line drawings. True. Like, we don't see that again ever anywhere else. And it's such kind of a cool way of doing it. I don't know. Yeah. Just, I thought it was a very pretty episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. I did. I did notice the fall themes kind of going on, which in my mind, I was like, wait, didn't we just have the winter solstice? But- i'm I'm sure that was i'm sure
1: maybe it's the southern hemisphere
0: i don't know (laughs) i don't know either maybe they're getting closer to the equal no none none of the none of the conclusions make sense nope that's okay there's an episode of legend of Korra where there's snow all around uh the phone goes off oh by the way they have phone technology in legend of Korra. yeah i've seen the first
1: episode and there were cars so that doesn't surprise me
0: (laughs) phone goes off and milo says what are you doing what, who is this it's six in the morning and like as a social studies teacher who teaches geography like the math was going on in my head it's 6 a.m the sun is like the sun was out and it's snow it's winter so it's winter the sun is out at 6 a.m and i was like wait a minute <laughs> it does not compute <laughs> right. so i don't know probably just a. To- just, seasons uh, just, are
1: weird in Avatar Land. It's fine.
0: There you go. <laughs> of course, there are four seasons, but when when they come, they feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just. I mean, the other things I really had were. Um, one. Uh, this it was interesting, like seeing Jet's crew. Uh, had a very Lost Boys feel to it. Yeah. Uh, and it could be because so um you know i'm a am a assistant one act coach in the fall so I, I do a lot of theater stuff in the fall um and i've seen uh more than enough peter pan renditions to make me <laughs> never want to make me want to bash them over the head with a tinkerbell but um but it was just i, I just had a lot of it gave me some very peter panny vibes when i was just kind of watching this is like all you know all these kids like have something where they're all just kind of lost boys and and so again, it feeds into going back to the character of Jet. It feel it feeds in so much to, um, it's natural for him, to be able to manipulate these people, because they all have had something tragic happen to them. Here is a charismatic leader to come in and fill the void of missing parents mm-hmm. that they have. And so and
1: to give them protection, food, a sense of purpose, a sense of community, all the things exactly. that they would have been lacking. So
0: exactly. And so that was just some yeah that that whole lost boys vibe was just something that had kind of come to mind um and then yeah and then the last thing i just kind of had was just as it was ra- i was wrapping up watching this is like it's been kind of a rough two episodes for katara um you know in the water bending scroll her her pride and well maybe not pride yeah well, yeah her pride her pride yeah her pride gets the better of her in in episode 10 uh her fact that she's what 13 years old uh i think she's 14 14 so the fact that she is like crushing on someone really well maybe second time because i still feel like she was crushing on ang when he when she first met him but uh but her her those teenage hormones get in the (laughs) way Mm -hmm. and so kind of kind of a rough couple of episodes for katara To wrap things up, it's time for us to give our ratings. Just again a recap of how we tend to do this. Uh, ratings are out of five stars, although we do allow decimal points. And up until this point, we have never given a rating lower than four and never higher than four point five. So mm. we'll see what happens. Uh, Beth, as usual, you get us started. Uh, so episode nine, the Water Bending Scroll. What kind of rating would you give it?
1: I'm going to give this one a three point three. Oh. <laughs> oh <man. laughs> It just, I don't know why this episode just annoyed me, I guess. There mm. wasn't a, other than, I guess, Katara now having a flaw, there just wasn't much in the way of development, I didn't feel like. And I, I don't know. I just, this <laughs> rewatching, it just sort of annoyed me.
0: That's interesting. We are going to actually deviate pretty hard here. Like I gave it a 4.25. Really? Yeah. I actually enjoy this episode quite a bit. I don't know. To me, and it's and it's not so much about the character development aspects of it. To me, what's fun about this episode is like Zuko versus pirates versus T Mang. Oh, that is, is a fun of, fight. Yeah, it, it is a lot of fun, and seeing like again the humor is just so. And and I know we didn't talk about that a lot. I kind of feel bad like giving these reasons for things we didn't really talk about. But the humor is just so spot on at this point. Like like when Katara says ang this is my fault ang's like no not really and iroh's like yeah it kind of is yeah. <laughs> like it was, just, it was just like that is so awesome like it's yeah so i i don't know i enjoy it this is what I, I actually do enjoy <laughs> re so i gave this one a 4.25 um uh, so yeah so finally a pretty major deviation yeah, there.
1: i feel like the next one might be a major <laughs> deviation between the two of us too considering you've skipped it so much but
0: yeah i will say well yeah, we'll, we'll see. I will say, rewatching it now, I did gain a new appreciation for it. So oh, we'll okay. See. All right. Uh, so episode 10, Jet. What yep. was your rating for this one? I gave this one a 4.1. Okay.
1: Um, Again, like, hate Jet as a person, but as a character, he's really interesting. Um, sets up a lot of stuff. I love the exploration of the themes of, like, just because you're on my side doesn't mean we're allies, and the ends don't always justify the means. I just really like those scenes really like the characters really like the setting so 4.1 yeah
0: okay yeah we really didn't deviate far from this one I oh, okay. gave it a four okay uh, yeah I still like I I do enjoy it more than I did enjoy it this, watching it this last time more than I maybe have in the past um, I still and, and it's tricky because you know what jet's gonna do and how it's gonna be so manipulative and I hate and I, and I kind of hate that like it's good. There's nothing wrong with it as far as a character in a show goes it's just yeah but um but yeah as far as like actual quality of like an episode it's okay the story the story moves along i don't know it's it's another one of those episodes that like if it wasn't relevant in season two i would be just fine forgetting it ever happened
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Rewatch with Beth and Jordan, where we rewatch our favorite movies and shows and discuss our thoughts. You can find more episodes on anchor.fm slash bjrewatch or on Spotify at Beth and Jordan Rewatch.